Welcome to another edition of Curveballs and Chair Shots. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Sitting about six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Well, Dominic, usually I ask you how you're doing today, but... Uh, I think my day's going a lot better than yours. Yeah, I mean, equal, I think we've both shared in the recent misery that has taken place before this podcast. This podcast should have been recorded, let's say, about an hour ago. At, like at the a, earliest. a solid hour. Yeah, I think that would be. We've had a estimation. we had a major snag before we were going to record. Dominic went to his local brewery right next to Osh Hardware Store in Moraga, which gets a lot of shoutouts on this podcast. Out, outdoor supply. Yeah, make sure you got to say outdoor supply. Sorry, outdoor supply. Yes. And he has a big old mason jar full of a double IPA, and apparently it was supposed to be his beer, but then he pushes it upon me to drink the beer, and I drink a little bit of it while we have our nice little dinner. Bring it over to the to the studio. Studio, yes. The studio. The fir- the location of the first ever Curveballs and Chair Shots episode. So if you're an OG and you know where that is, shout out to you. Yes. I go to put it down on, put my beer down on the... On a lovely antique side table. Yes, on a side table. And the lovely and esteemed mascot, who can sometimes be very energetic when I show up to the house, to the Hobson household. Mm-hmm. He kind of jumped on me a little bit, if you've ever seen the mascot. He's like a little, how, how much does he weigh, like 12 pounds? Yeah, I think like 15 or something like that. 15 pounds, so. You know, he, he's not a tiny, tiny dog, but he's not a big-ass dog either. Yeah. And he, he jumped on me. I might have been a little startled. And your boy ends up dropping the beer all over it's the floor. It's a 32-ounce It was a 32-ounce. You probably had a good 22 left. I think I drank about half. So let's say I, I spilled a, I spilled a beer can. I spilled 12 ounces. Yes, okay, At least fine, everywhere. Whatever. And it ended up falling all over the corner, all over the floor. And the Hobson household might not be the cleanliest of establishments. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. So there might have been a lot of stuff everywhere. We don't need to talk about the cleanliness part. Let's just say Dominic's... All you need to know is... Let's say Dominic's tax returns might be a little soaking wet right now. Let's just say that Brandon broke the Wi-Fi. Yes, there is a router and a power strip right next to me as we record this podcast. And it was working when I cleaned it up. I plugged an iPad in there, and it was charging perfectly fine. And then right before we were about to start recording, I noticed the charger turned off. And I was like, oh, is the, does the charger work? Eh, sometimes it's kind of shit. And then I go to see the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi's not working. And hmm. then we, we check all the, the outlets. We plug it in, plug it back in, turn it on, turn it off. Nothing's working. So then we try to find a, a different power strip inside the house. Don't have one. Don't have one. Because you know why? We don't drop drinks around electrical outlets. Well, I didn't know there's an electrical outlet right there. But I have a fan right there. Sorry. So then we have to risk our lives going a long, treacherous journey to Target while we had to. Across many lanes. We had to wait in line, which Dominic has not. You've never waited in line during this pandemic to get inside a store yet. Inside a store, yes, not Target. Not Target, so. We went in line for a good couple minutes, and we go get the electrical out. We come back, we plug it in, and it wasn't working. We got a little scared there. There was about a a half a heartbeat where we kind of shit our pants. We almost had a chili bowl instant. You almost had a chili bowl instant because you... Because all all the heat falls on me at this point, so I'm riding on this to work. And it didn't. But then we realized Dominic didn't turn the power strip on, and then once he did that, it worked. So we're up and running. Wi-Fi's working, fans working, 
so happy. Studio audience was happy with me earlier on in the day, and now not so yeah, much. Yeah, she was really happy, and then next thing you know, she was, what happened? And then she ran in here, and yeah. I think she would have been a lot less mad at me if it didn't like fall anything. Like if I just dropped it. If you just mi- spilled it in the room. If I just dropped it on the middle of the floor where it doesn't get on anything, just the carpet, then I think she would be fine. Yeah. But the fact it got on everything yeah. in its vicinity. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, anyways, let's time. talk about some wrestling. Or baseball or football or Well yeah. normally on this podcast we start off with sports or we you know, we're doing some light banter like our friends over at Trapdoor to Hell. If you like to watch their YouTube channel, Trapdoor to Hell. Or is that Trapdoor to Hell? I don't know. You'll figure it out. Follow them on the Twitter. They'll link it. They've been streaming a lot. You know, I've been playing with the boys. Got a couple dubs on there. Got their first ever dub on the stream, and I was there. I was a part of it. Wasn't the reason, but I was a part of it. Dominic, I'm trying to persuade you and try to get you to play more Call of Duty with us. Uh, It's not me you need to persuade. It's studio audience, which the studio audience is not here at this moment. She might be listening in with a cup. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you might not want to bash the studio audience because you I would know, never bash the studio she, audience. She could be hearing it right now. You never know. And she has or, supersonic hearing. She's like the bat that started coronavirus. Ooh, I was just waiting for her to open the door right then and there. But you know, uh, yeah, you don't need to persuade me. I want to play. Maybe we'll start uh, streaming. Maybe maybe we'll play some stream some of those late night Fortnite sessions we have. That, well, that's what I was gonna say. Was I've been playing a lot of uh, MLB the Show recently, so maybe we play Fortnite. You guys hop off. I grind on the show. There you go. Even you, though it'll be like two o'clock in the morning. Can Last, you can you make a team or is it just a play? I am doing a team. I have both. But what, right now, what's I'm your play, team name? I'm Curveball playing a lot of Shots? Diamond Dynasty. I am not. It's not Curveballs and Trash. That might be a good name to change it to. I am the. Oakland Panthers, that is the arena football team name of Marshawn Lynch's team that hasn't even got off the ground yet. but Because of coronavirus. Because of coronavirus. So shout out the Oakland Panthers. 11-9, not the best team in the world. We're grinding. No money spent. That's my goal. Eventually I might break down and buy something. But When you mean no money spent, you mean like... I haven't spent a single dime on like you know buying extra stubs to spend on packs Oh, okay, and stuff. so like real money, not like game money. No, of oh, course okay. not. Okay. But anyways... Uh, let's just jump right into it. We got some news, not a lot to talk about really in the world of sports, but we have some NFL signing to talk about Christian McCaffrey. Arguably, I would say, the best running back in the league by far, maybe the best fantasy player in the league by far, signs a four-year, $16 million per year contract extension with the Carolina Panthers, teaming up with Big Dick Teddy over there. And he is now the highest-paid running back in NFL history. Definitely deserving. Running backs are severely underpaid because most of their bulk of their work is used and paid for, or I guess used, early in their career when they're not making a lot of money. And then when they turn late 20s and the 30s, they make the money, but then they don't play so well, and then they don't you know, see the end with all that money. He's the perfect mix of greatness and youngness. You know, I'm actually trying to... Not thank you for bringing it up. Actually, I'm trying to find a uh, meme because I think there there's a running back that makes it that's made the same amount as Christian McCaffrey. You don't say Christian McFadden. <laughs> Maybe, but or you know something a little more derogatory. <laughs> no, God, no. No, uh, we're gonna talk about something like that later on in the show. Um, but I thought, uh, you know, if I find it, I find it. But... Are you talking about the meme about Ricky Williams being the highest running back in the league? Is that the meme you're talking about? I thought it said, I'm pretty sure it said it was 416, so. Is that the same thing? Maybe it said 420. Because <sighs> he's high and smokes marijuana. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, okay. 
your thoughts on Christian McFadden signing McCaffrey. Oh, sorry, McCaffrey. Get yeah. mixed up, you know. Sorry. Darren McFadden on the same level as Christian McCaffrey. Totally. Um, I mean, I, I think he's well-deserving of it. Um, you know, I, I could probably think of a way better running back that deserves more money than him, though. Dominic, who is the best running back in the league right now, according to you? The best running back in the league? I mean, still unproven, but Josh Jacobs could probably overthrow McCaffrey, just saying. Josh Jacobs is a damn good running back. I enjoyed, when he did play, I enjoyed him on my fantasy team, but I think Christian McCaffrey is by far the best player, and I think best player in the league. He can run, he can catch, he can do everything. He's pretty much doing the exact same thing he was doing at Stanford in the NFL. If Antonio Brown did not lose his mind, played for the Raiders, or maybe he the Raider thing fell out, he did go to the Patriots, whatever, would you consider Antonio Brown one of the best players still, or would you say Obviously, McCaffrey if, be better? If, well, I just think McCaffrey gets the edge because he does everything. You, you can maybe say that like a defensive player could be argued as the best player, like Von Miller, who shot out Von Miller, he got contracted with coronavirus, hopefully he heals up and everything's good with him, but I think, like, a defensive player is, you know, kind of on the same skill, not skill set, but kind of in the same vein, because they do a lot of different things with the, you know, no knock on the wide receivers, but they kind of are just doing one thing. With the running backs, they're doing multiple things. Quarterbacks, obviously, they're doing everything, you know, when in terms of offense, but I think Christian McCaffrey, overall, best player in the league. So you're saying next year I should draft him number one? That'd probably be a good idea. But then you might also run into the fact that you know, this, now that you've drafted him, you've given him the kiss of death and I was going to shit the bed. And we did draft Le'Veon Bell. Or he's going to die. Is that, I, is, I don't think that's going to happen. Is that a bad thing? I, I hope that doesn't happen. He just breaks his leg. That's even if there is an NFL season this year. But if there is, stay tuned. There will be a Curveballs and Chair Shots fantasy team. Fantasy league. I thought we were going to join up with Trapdoor to Hell. Well, we'll be one big fantasy league. They'll have theirs, and we'll have our own. Even though it's not really like a Trapdoor to Hell fantasy league, it's Tyler's or Travis. I think Travis is going to take over next year. Better leader, right? I'm not going to say anything. Better commish? I, I wouldn't know. I've never had Travis really as a commissioner for a fantasy league. Had Jarek, I think, as a f- commissioner once. Oh, okay. He ran a baseball league once. Yeah, I did that too. I destroyed because I think I was the I only sucked. player playing. Because fantasy baseball, it's a grind. It's not a lot of fun. Yeah, well. Anyway. Any hoots, let's move on to some UFC talk because Dominic is a grade A UFC analyst. All right, now. what's Chuck Liddell doing now? I don't know. What is he doing? He wasn't on AEW. He was one of the few old UFC people who wasn't talking about Jake Hager, putting him over. Tito Ortiz. Did we talk about his uh, fight with Alberto Del Rio getting overturned or? No contest for some bullshit, even though Tito Ortiz beat the fuck out of Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, something. We, we, I know we mentioned we tipped on it or something, mentioned it or something like that. Yeah, some stupid bullshit. But anyways, Dana White, UFC president, has promised to be running shows by May 9th. I believe that's in about three weeks, and the UFC Apex Gym in Vegas is seemingly going to be the destination for that. It's in May. I know Las Vegas has kind of temporarily just kind of did stuff until the end of April so I haven't heard anything about Vegas opening up possibly in May but Dana White has been very consistent in saying he's running shows for better for worth so so here's my thing worse running shows as in like WWE they're so-called live but they're just gonna be 
just the essential employees or live as in no. we're having fans? Crowd, Dominic, obviously. Oh, well, I, I mean, you need to be specific here, but all right. Don't be specific. Gotta be specific. That's a TikTok I meme. Like, I, I know that TikTok meme. Yeah, even though yeah. I got a TikTok and you guys all made fun of me, but I never made fun of you. You just okay. You joined in. You just didn't back I, me up when the studio audience was making fun of me. Exactly. Okay. Well, Dominic, your thoughts? I mean, I, I mean, you know, if WWE can be deemed essential, that means UFC can be deemed essential. So you know, no comment. No comment. Then we got some NASCAR news. Maybe the first time ever on this podcast, a hundred, almost a hundred and thirty episodes in. Maybe this is episode one thirty. Not exactly sure. Need to check the tape on that one. But maybe the first time we've talked about NASCAR on the show. Uh, we didn't talk about Earnhardt when he passed away. I don't think we were on the air at that point. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, this is the first time we talked about it. But they have been doing some e-racing. A lot of sports leagues have been kind of doing players doing, uh, you know, playing some video games with each other. But this is kind of the most realistic type of video games you can really have. All these guys have just super-duper, like, $40,000, $50,000 setup. And Kyle Larson a NASCAR driver. Apparently he was having some audio issues. He couldn't hear his pit crew, and he was like saying he was trying to check in to see if anybody could hear me. And for some reason, when we heard him. <laughs> when when you can't, when you're, you know, you don't think anybody's listening and you're trying to do a mic check, you just drop a hard RN bomb on a live stream where probably thousands of people saw, and then after the fact, millions of people saw on the internet. So... I'm just gonna ask, okay? I'm not. I'm not. What you're thinking? I'm not gonna ask. So, when he said it, was it like pointed towards someone? Was it like, oh, that dumb? Well, obviously, Dominic. Yeah, haven't seen the video. I haven't seen the video because I don't watch those videos, Brennan. I'm above that's it. I'm above the hate. All right. Basically, he was like, "Hello, hello." Whoa! Hey, watch it, bud. All right. Watch it. So he just said it. He just, ju- he just to... said it. He, there was no no like direction towards it. He just said it to say it. And then did somebody go like, hey, we heard that? or? Yeah, we heard that, bud. Hey, Kyle, your mic is on. We heard that. And it's super just... awkward. It's really funny. Which is maybe, you know what, Dominic? Pull it up right now. We're going to get your okay. live reaction. Do I need to like, hold, the, hold the mic I up? mean, if you want to, you can go right ahead. I think our boys over there at Trapdoor to Hell did the exact same thing. But they are good podcasters, and they actually did their homework. Kyle Wilson Slur. I don't exactly know how easy it is to find on the internet because I don't know if they're taking it down, but if you go on Twitter, I think eventually you can find it. So if you want to turn up the... Here we go. Come on, let's back it up. Let's back it up. Okay, that's... Dominic, Dominic, Dominic. That is not what actually happened. That's somebody... List... That's something... That's not exactly what it was. Oh. That's like somebody <laughs> replying to... Well, that is what it is, but somebody like was replying to it or reacting to it. Can, can okay. you back? God damn it, Dominic. Why don't you carry the podcast? I mean, for a little I, bit I, I, I'm just to trying it. to figure this out, bro. I don't know who fucking Carl. Oh, that's what he looks like? Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to find it, Brandon. I'm going to find it. Uh, is it. Okay, you know what? You can just find it. I'll talk about how using the N word is not appropriate, kids. Um, you know, we've grown a lot since the Civil War. Oh. That's the same one I just watched, you freaking... It's not the same one, because when you when he said it, everyone's like, Oh my god, oh yo, whoa! That's not what actually happened during the live oh. video broadcast. And here's the studio So, audience. Dominic, let's, let's, I'm going to turn the volume up, and now you can watch the video as I bring it all the okay. way back. Maybe the studio okay. audience can watch it for the first time. Okay. But here we go. Okay, hang on. Okay. 
Oh, the studio audience has seen the video, but apparently Dominic has not seen the video. Oh, whatever. So the studio audience is a better podcaster than Dominic is. Well, maybe she, maybe well maybe she should put the headset on and then talk about this right now. You want to switch? You want, you want to take the headset? You want to take over? No. Okay then. Obviously, and rightfully so, Kyle Larson has been dropped. He's not getting paid for the foreseeable future. I don't exactly know if he's been just straight up dropped by his racing team, but I know sponsors and everybody left and right are dropping him. So obviously, uh, I mean, I didn't, I don't think I've ever heard him before, but probably never gonna hear from him again. What does somebody like him go do after this? Formula One or something like that? Or, I mean... Catch him over there at the Altamont. Ooh. That sucks. Going for him probably... You know, I... I unless you're probably Earnhardt, Gordon, Bush... You know, I'm... You know, correct... You know, if if, if you know if you know any other drivers here, you know... Uh, but, you know, unless you're one of the big, 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 big name ones probably not making millions of dollars, right? So you're probably making... Probably making... I mean, you're probably making a few hundred thousand dollars. It's still good money. But at NASCAR is honestly not where it used to be. Even if you see the cars now, they don't have, like, a shit ton of sponsors and stickers all over it. They're... Especially on the lower level races, they're kind of naked cars. And they're not making... Not making a lot of money. Exactly. So, I mean, it's kind of like... I, I don't it's know... It's a very if, expensive sport to maintain with the cars and the equipment. I, I don't and, know if he's... Uh, if he was a big name or not, I don't know if he was, or, but, you know, going from that to zero is going to be pretty tough, bud. Now, let's end on a good note. We got some coronavirus in the news, but it's some good news. We got Webster Garrison, a minor league manager for the Oakland Athletics. He's been on a ventilator for the last few weeks. He suffered the coronavirus, one of the uh, few people in the uh, A's organization. I don't even know. He's kind of the face of it right now, but he has been taken off of a ventilator. He's finally breathing on his own for the first time in a few weeks, so shout out to him. Hopefully he pulls through and he has a speedy recovery. We should send him a sticker. Shout out Webster Garrison. Stay strong. Rooted in Oakland, all that other stuff, and yeah. Hopefully he gets better. Let's send him a sticker. Uh, you know, Webster, if you're uh, listening to this, you know, give us your uh, P.O. box. We'll send you a sticker. Now, let's uh, go into the world of pro wrestling. Unfortunately, not a lot of good news to talk about. If you listen to our special edition, we did a special podcast on Wednesday. We did a Zoom call, so audio might not be the perfect quality, but we go over about 50 minutes about the recent WWE releases. We will get into it a little bit, but first we have to talk about Howard Finkel. He died yesterday at the age of 69. He suffered a stroke, I believe, about a year ago or something, so he was not in good health. We knew that uh, his health was definitely in the decline, and the news came out yesterday that he passed away. Obviously, terrible, terrible news for pro wrestling. I mean, what happened on Wednesday, and then Howard Finkel dies just sucks. I mean, absolute legend in the business, the greatest ring announcer of all time, just kind of going back, listening to his calls. You know, it's kind of an overlooked skill set and art form, but definitely something that not a lot of people have perfected, and I think definitely Howard is one of those people. And we watched, we got into wrestling in the early 2000s. He was still there, a legend, but he was kind of being phased out from Lillian and Chimmel and all those guys, but... I mean, I definitely have respect for Finkel. He's not like the, the guy who was the voice of my childhood, like I know a lot of people are talking about. But, I mean, I still have mad respect for him. And uh, 
you know, shout out to all his friends and family. He's touched so many people. I mean, there's been, I think the coach talked about, like, how great of a guy he is. So shout out to Fink, RIP. Dominic, your thoughts on the Fink and his legacy? Um, You know, when, if I remember correctly, I think the first time I heard him, I think in my head, I was like, oh, that, that, that voice is, I'm not going to say, I, at the time, I didn't think it was iconic. But I remember hearing that, and I was like, and when he said, and new, it was like, got me excited to hear it. And then, you know, going on, you know, as we prog- I progressed through my wrestling uh, fandom. Fandom? Is that a word? Fandom? I'm pretty sure. Sure. Fandom is a word. Okay. Um, as I progressed on, um, you know, and I heard less and less of him, you know, but like you said, li- like we grew up more on Lillian and Chimble. Chim- Chimble? Chimble? Chimble. I'm drunk. Leave me alone. Really? You barely drank the beer that I knocked over. Okay, I'm high. Okay, I'm... Tired. Tired. Um, It wouldn't be a podcast if Dominic wasn't tired. We grew up on them, and, uh, you know, but hearing him, when you know, I think... uh, Do you remember the last... Okay, I know I put you on the spot all the time, but do you remember the last time he actually announced? Was it CM Punk at uh, Royal Rumble? I think that was the last spotlight he had. So 2011, he came out and was the special guest ring announcer for CM Punk after Alberto De Rio has his whole gimmick. But I don't think that was exactly the last time he was, maybe not on television. I think he was, you know, brought out for some of the legend appearances and stuff like that. I think he also was on those WrestleMania shows. He had the long-running streak of being on every single WrestleMania from the first one to, I mean, up until like a few years ago. So I think, obviously, he was on there for those WrestleMania shows. And he'd be negative. I mean, obviously, we got to celebrate his life and legacy and everything he did for the business. But Finkel was one of those guys that Vince McMahon, just for some reason, was like felt the wrath of Vince McMahon very hard. He was like put in uncomfortable situations. Apparently, he was like made fun of and bullied and done all this stuff. And I mean, I've seen a video of Percy Pringle, Paul Bearer, just kind of almost crying, just talking about all the shit that uh, Paul or that Howard Finkel had to go through and how you know shitty he was treated in that company. And it just it's just sad to see Fink just kind of. Uh, you know, treated like that. And honestly, I mean, he could have he could have done his thing for like another 15, 20 years, maybe not every single day on every single show, but I think he could have been utilized a lot better during the 20th, the 21st century. But it's just kind of something that Vince does. He's always just moving on, finding the next younger. He always wants to be younger, and it's very super, superficial business, but I just felt Fink could have been a, a guy who was there forever. Sorry, I felt like I turned in the thing for a second because, you know, I couldn't take the little fuzzies off Mary's mask. I feel so... Well, I mean, I'm usually very long-winded on this podcast, but I was very... trying to stretch it out very, very long (laughs) until you got your shit together. Well, I I mean, I couldn't... I can't do a basic task, apparently. I don't know how to multitask. Can you you single-task? No, not no. That's okay. I can't walk and hold the beer at the same time, so it's whatever. And pet a dog. Sorry, I have to pay attention to the dog. He's asleep right now. Um, she almost hit me. I'm scared. Well, you know how how you said that he could probably he could have done more. I think you you don't really, in my opinion, 
the way that he kind of faded off was probably the best thing for him. Um, you don't really probably... I'm not saying he shows up for every single Raw, but I'm like, you, you could have had him be there for like... Every WrestleMania? You know, be there for the pay-per-views, be there for the main events, or, you know, just have him be a focal point a little bit more than what he was. Eh, I mean, I, I think I think everything's done for a reason. And like you said, being... Yeah, sometimes d- those reasons aren't always very good. Being WWE, being superficial, they want the next best thing. You know, and they did, and they chose well. I and I, I don't think you know we just because you know announcers, for example, you know we we kind of don't we take them for granted if you think about it. You know, we don't really uh, you know, care for them. I'm not gonna say we don't care for them, but you know, we took advantage of Lillian, if you think about it. Whoa, whoa, not in that way, but. No love for Justin Roberts. Justin Roberts, really good. I think he's the best one going right now. Okay, would you take Justin Roberts or Lillian Garcia? Probably would take Justin Roberts over Lillian Garcia. I'll take Lillian over Justin Roberts. Lillian Garcia, very underrated? I think she, you know, I think she can enunciate the words better. Or enunciate. And on top of it, she can sing the national anthem. Just Robert sing the national anthem. I didn't think I didn't know that ring announcers had to sing to be a good ring announcer. I I, th- I think they do. It adds more to their resume. It's extra credit. It's not a requirement. Fuck you. You spilled beer on my fucking outlet. But I paid for a new one. Okay, calm the fuck down. And then to add on top of it, I went to go buy a new gaming headset. I thought it was thirty bucks. Ended up being sixty bucks. So my day is going swimmingly right now. And then you're going to get home, and your brother's going to be fucking in your bed. With who? Good question. With who? With the Patrick doll. <laughs> if anybody listens to this... Well, Travis never listens to the wrestling part, but if he did, he'd pop big for that one. Well, does Tyler? Tyler doesn't listen to anything. So, he, he, so he, you're we Travis, were, we were talk, Tyler. We were talking... We were, when we were playing Call of Duty, he asked me, like, oh, what did I think of this, even though we talked about it on the podcast. Well, Tyler, if you're listening, should have uh, paid attention. I don't know. Something you should be doing, Dominic. Anything else you want to talk about the Fink? No, I think he'll be deeply missed. Um, okay, actually, no, I do got I got a good little little uh, thing for you. Who was better, Fink or Mean Gene? Well, they are two completely different things there. One is a backstage interview, one is an announcer. I think, but who's more iconic, Fink or Mean Gene? I think Mean Gene is probably more iconic. He was more, you know, front and center, right there with Hulk Hogan, right there with Macho Man, Roddy Piper, all those guys from the 80s, and even in the Monday Night Wars for WCW Nitro. So I would probably go with Mean Gene and just, you know, let me tell you something, Mean Gene, iconic. Just It's a catchphrase into of itself. And I think Mean Gene just such a pro, even like the little things he would do to help out the wrestlers during promos. I mean, I was I was watching like a watch-along with uh, Eric Bischoff from like a Nitro from like 99. I know, terrible idea, but I was doing it. And he was telling like, oh, you know, Mean Gene was like pulling David Flair oh so slightly in like this one direction so he's facing better on the hard camera. Just like little things that regular people wouldn't notice that Mean Gene was so great at. Uh, I would have to agree. I think, you know, like you said, 
two different roles, but both iconic in their own way. Yes. R.A.P. Mean Gene. Dominic, are we going to be doing any watch-alongs anytime soon? Uh, I hope so. Quite possibly. Shout out Trapped in Hell. They did a watch-along. I mean, we talked about it last week. Get drunk and watch wrestling. Coming soon. Do it on Wednesday. Quite possibly. Let's do maybe. it. Maybe. We shall see. So, moving on, we got the WWE releases. Got some updates. We got a little bit more news. We got some uh, other releases. The big name that's come out is Diana Perrazzo, a NXT women's wrestler. She was kind of a you know a, a good name on the indie scene. Never really got her just due. Didn't really like, get a good push. She was kind of in there for squash matches and stuff. I think she was uh, had a a match or two on the main roster. But one of the another talent. I mean that NXT women's division is just so stacked that it's kind of hard to really stand out. And, you know, I mean, she's a good talent. She is, I believe, girlfriend girl, girlfriend of Marty Skrull, so maybe she'll go to Ring of Honor or have some sort of connection with him. But, uh, I mean, just another name to add to the list, unfortunately. Let me ask you uh, something real quick. So, on Twitter, Seth Rollins is kind of responding to a lot of stuff, and uh, he, he might have, correct me if I'm wrong, which you would do anyways without me asking anyways, but... Um, he said something like, "You can't be mad at WWE because I'm, I'm going to pull the Dominic for a second because I, I haven't watched it. It's like an Instagram live. I don't know how long it is, but I have heard of what he said, where he's kind of defending WWE. But then he comes back and says, "Oh, you didn't watch the entire video. You just pulled out one snippet out and just judging me on it." So, I mean, I don't want to do it because I didn't watch it. I didn't uh, see exactly what he was saying because he was, I guess, sympathetic early on, and then he was kind of defending WWE at the end. I mean, obviously. I mean, he's a company guy. He's not going to bury WWE while he's under contract. Maybe later on down the line, because he is kind of an outspoken guy, he might say some stuff. But well, I mean, what what I was trying to get to is uh, somebody tweeted to, to him saying that you know the reason why we're mad at WWE is because you go and you eat up all these contracts for these people and you don't do anything with them just to make sure other companies can't use them, and then. You release them in a time where now they're fucked because they can't go out and get worked. So it's kind of like, you know, we're we're not mad at the fact that you realistically had to release them because you needed to save money, but we're mad at the fact that you decided uh, that when you signed them, instead of releasing them as soon as you didn't use them, you just kept them just so AEW can't take them or TNA can't take them or New Japan can't take them. So it's kind of like, you know, if if you know you are a fan. Are you mad at WWE for taking the likes of um, Prazo, for example? Would you have rather a seen her just stay on the indies if she wasn't going to get a push or you know any type of main card action, or are you or you not care because you know she's going to go somewhere and still make money eventually? I haven't seen too much of Prowzo's work, so I can't exactly, you know, say what she would have done with the with the company or outside of the company. But I think she's a good talent. I think, obviously, go to AEW. I think she could be a good fit there. I haven't seen, obviously, I haven't seen her work, so I don't know if she's better face or heel. But I mean, when it comes to WWE, I kind of voiced my opinion when we did the podcast. Like, I'm angry at them because of the timing like kind of all the stuff you said i'm not one of those people who are going to say like oh vince loved to do this he was you know spiting all the wrestlers and he's taking joy in you know killing all these people you know taking all these people off his contract or taking them off the uh, bottom line because he hates them all and he doesn't give a shit about them i mean i'm not going to say like vince is a terrible person because he hates them i'm just saying he's a terrible person or 
not maybe that's not the right word, but it's just bad business practices and bad. He's for a morale. bad boss. Sure, you said it, not me, but I, I just think, especially like during these times, I mean, they have so much money. It, it's more like he's doing this to penny pinch, and he doesn't have to. Like if he was a struggling business, if this was, I mean, an indie like APW for example. Let's say APW you know, indie company here in the Bay Area, they have all the wrestlers under contract and they rely literally paycheck to paycheck for every single house that they have to draw. And they have to owe all these wrestlers. They're going to pay them regardless. It doesn't matter if they make the town or not. And it's like, okay, we have to cut these people because we can't afford them. Like that's, I understand that. And that's like what all these local businesses are doing is they, it's not that they want to do it. It's just, they literally can't afford them. WWE can afford to pay all these people, but it's just, they don't want to because they want to please Wall Street and, you know, show at that next quarter meeting that, you know, we made this amount of money and look, we're not running any live events, but we're still making a profit and we're doing all this shit. Well, yeah, because I think, aren't they set to make like over a billion dollars They have revenue or something like that? Yeah, they have like $500 million just lying around. And obviously with live events not happening, they're not paying all these people. But because all these people aren't working, they're not paying them the maximum amount that they would be doing anyways. So it's kind of like... So it, let, let's say you were Zack Ryder, Heath Slater, whoever. Would you have taken a... a, a, a I'm not going to say dramatic, but would you take a a pay cut to stay just just to... Get it to get money, you know. If let's say Zack Ryder is making five hundred thousand a year, if they said, "Hey, we don't want to cut you, but we can't pay you five hundred thousand a year," would you take a hundred thousand? And then when we finally get things going again, we can bump you back up. I mean, we don't know the exact specifics of everything's going on. Maybe some of these people might get re-signed. I mean, pretty much everybody on that list are main roster talent. They're making a decent amount of money. I don't know how much they have saved up in the bank. You know, some of them have families, so they have to spend a little bit more than the single ones. But I think rumor has it that the cuts on the main roster are done. But I think the ones that are going to be the most devastating are going to be those ones in NXT. Because apparently there's going to be more cuts in the NXT division to come soon. And that's why we saw Perrazzo, we saw Serena Deeb, and some of the producers down in NXT be furloughed or cut. And I think those are the wrestlers that I have a lot more... Not not saying I don't have sympathy for the main roster ones, but I just feel like the NXT ones aren't making that much money regardless besides the very high ones like, you know, Lee and Riddle and Adam Cole. Like, the ones that are on the Performance Center that we've never seen on NXT and they get cut. Those are the ones that I kind of have sympathy for, especially because they had to move their entire livelihood down to Florida and now they're not doing anything. Well, I mean, my thing is also like, you know... Uh, what what's that guy you saw at the gym? Timothy Thatcher, Thatcher which we will talk about later uh, on the show. Him, Killer Cross, Scarlet, um, uh, and then on top of it, what about NXT UK? I mean, are they kind of the roster this... is so bloated? I mean, you have Cruiserweights, you have UK, you have the women's division, tag team. Blah, blah, blah. There's just so many people on that roster that, like, it's unreal. It shouldn't have been that big to begin with. And it's just, it's a sad set. They don't have 205 Live, do they? They still are running 205 Live. So why don't you cut that in half, kill 205 Live, put Cruiserweights on NXT, and then, which they already do know, I already know that, but you just make the Cruiserweight division strictly NXT, you kill 205 Live, that kind of goes away with that, and then, you know. 
I, I don't know. Save I mean, some th- money. hire this, me WWE. This isn't the last we're going to talk about it. I there's I assume there's going to be more cuts and some more movement going on in the in the next week. So we'll we'll bring this back up again next uh, next episode. Dominic kind of alluded to this when we were talking about the UFC. WWE has been deemed quote essential business for the state of Florida, which has meant that they are able to run shows again. They ran live shows for. Raw, NXT, and I believe SmackDown, but apparently, I read on the internet that they're going back to tapings, but then they're going to do live, they're going to do like some live events, or not live events, but live broadcasts later on. So it's just, I don't understand WWE's view on this, of doing, they were supposed to do a bulk taping last week, and then Vince McMahon changes his mind last minute to do a live show, and then now they run a couple live shows, and now they're doing tapings again, like... Should have got off the pot. I mean, I I think we alluded to this though, didn't we? Like a week or two ago, didn't we say like they tape, you know, one or two shows well, we and they doing, go. When we, when we were doing the podcast last week, we were under the assumption that they were gonna do a bulk taping, and then I think it came out on Saturday that they're gonna they're gonna start doing live shows. Well, I mean. Because that Friday, they were supposed to tape a shit ton of shows. You know, I, I don't blame them for kind of doing both. I know, uh, I don't know. I don't blame them. I like the idea of having some tape shows just so then if, you know, well, I mean, look, actually, I think I figured it out. Boom. Bomb went off in my head, Brandon. You ready? It's because only certain superstars are probably going to be in the area at the time. So, they tape, you know, 20 matches or whatever that they have, you know, well, not 20, but, you know, if AJ Styles is going to be there that one time, you're going to have one match, or you're going to have, like, three or four matches for him, and then you tape them all, and then you can cut it together. Burpski. So, the only, so, I mean, that's kind of what I was saying, it's like, you bring everybody in, you bang it out, and then you leave. It's kind of, well, you can do the mass taping where you might have a little bit more people, but there's far less travel, less, you know, flying or driving or whatever, you know, risk of getting infected somewhere. Or you bring in the weekly crew where, as we saw, especially on Raw, they had Zelina Vega and her crew out there, like, for four or five segments where you can run a bare-bones crew, but yet there's going to be travel every single week. You have to bring the 70-year-old Jerry Lawler out there making racist jokes. And Well, okay, he just doesn't need to be there anymore. Let's put it that way. He shouldn't have been there to begin with. I mean, the man almost died live on air. We don't need that. We don't need for him to get coronavirus live on air and then, you know, have, God forbid, have something happen to him where he can't breathe or do something. I think, uh, first off, I think I need to get off my phone. Um, but... I like the tapings. I like the live event. I like I, I like it all, Brandon. I think I that's, think with me, that, like, I think that's where we need to end that statement. Right? I, I feel like I've seen the shows and it kind of just feels the same for me because there's no crowd. It's nothing's getting out. There's no spoilers or anything. But I could not care less. Maybe I don't, well, that's probably not the right saying because I want the wrestlers to be healthy. And if it was up to me, I probably would just not do anything. Just not have the shows regardless. But would would you run would you run uh you know reruns of WrestleManias and stuff? I mean, you can do that. You can have some first run promos from your house from their houses, and yeah. But anyways, there's other uh, companies that are starting to run some empty arena stuff. Impact has done tapings for I think the next three months, and Tessa Blanchard wasn't even a part of that. 
Tessa Blanchard is the their world champion, so they're not going to have their champion, at least in the ring, at the tapings for the next three months. I think she's going to be doing something outside of it, but... Which is stupid as fuck, but... Triple you know, A. That's what you get for putting as your champion. Triple A down in Mexico is going to be running, I think, some empty arena shows in the next week or two. Those will be streamed live on the YouTube, and I'm thinking on the Book of Faces as well. So some wrestling companies are starting to run a little bit more events. New Japan is still uh, kind of not doing anything, canceling more shows. They're part of a world, not worldwide, but a Japanese-wide kind of wrestling meeting with a lot of the people there, and they were saying that wrestling should be the last thing that comes back. So New Japan looking like it's going to be on the show for a while, which I know you're devastated about. Is New Japan, Japan. uh, in your opinion, big enough that they're not going to have to... You know, obviously it hurts their bottom line, and it's yeah. gonna, you know, they're gonna take a hit because of this. I've kind of gone back and forth, and it's like, oh, should I cancel my New Japan Network? But it's like they're, do, you know, they are doing the right thing, and I don't want to, you know, they are losing money, and I'm gonna be a nice person, and so. You know, the the ten bucks or a hundred yen you spend. Nine hundred ninety nine Japanese yen. How much does that equal again? It fluctuates from like nine twenty to like nine seventy five. It's never been more than ten or under nine. Hmm. You're a nice guy. Give them your ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's move on to the raw recap. We got Oscar. Finally, jeez. We've only gone forty minutes. All right, calm the fuck down. Yeah, that's a long time. Any hoots? We got Oscar defeating Ruby Riot to be in the Money in the Bank. I would say ladder match, but it's not a ladder match anymore because apparently we haven't exactly seen the build up or the explanation on SmackDown, but it seems though the money in the bank match is gonna take place at WWE headquarters where the wrestlers have to do a mad rat race Super Mario Brothers thing where they gotta run up the building and try to grab the briefcase at the top. And then when it gets at the top they get pushed off the building and they die. Yes, so I'm I'm getting some uh, WrestleMania or some Super Bowl Vibes with their uh, all the shots and stuff inside Titan Towers, but uh, your your thoughts? I mean, it's probably going to be another cinematic style match. Is there going to be two of these? Is it going to be a men's and the women's both doing at the same time? Do you split them off and you know? I think you first off got to split them. I think you get more bang for your buck to have two of them. I mean, I mean, you can't have a Boneyard and a Firefly Funhouse match. At WrestleMania, not have two Money in the Bank matches. Am I right? I mean, it's a big ass headquarters. I, I mean, you gonna tell me they're gonna run the same way up? No, they're gonna take different routes. You know, I'll take the elevator. Maybe they'll shut off the electricity or something with the elevator doesn't work. Oh, true. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, your thoughts on Oscar and Ruby I, Riot? I like the fact that. What whatever Asuka's doing, she's doing it freaking great. I don't know if it's her real personality or if it's a persona she's portraying, but she's killing this heel persona now. I think she's shout out Kanach on TV, great YouTube channel, firing in all cylinders. She is killing it. Um, oh, actually, wouldn't be surprised if she wins Money in the Bank. Then we got Alistair Black defeating Oni Lorkin. Uh, Jerry Lawler contributing by making fun of Orny Lorcan's name. He... I don't know how to feel about Jerry anymore. He He's running... Do you think they have him on there just because JR is on AEW? They're trying to... You know? 
Do you I think? don't think that's the reason. I think it's they want to have... I, I, first off, he doesn't need to be... He shouldn't be there in the first place. And he doesn't really need to be there. I mean, yes, Tom Phillips and Byron Saxon is and JR and the King in 98, but it's like, they're doable. They're fine. Jerry Lawler doesn't really add anything special. I mean, Jerry Lawler has the reputation of when he's not on the show or even when he's on the show, he doesn't prepare, he doesn't watch the product. He only kind of just reacts to what's in front of him. So when he takes a month layoff... It kind of shows. Call up Nigel. I'm done. Nigel needs the call up, and then you put Pat and Nigel's place in NXT. Uh, then we so Alistair Black, Oni Lorcan. I mean, it was an okay match. I thought it was really short. I I wish they kind of gave it the same thing as uh, Black and Apollo Cruz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't seen Apollo Cruz since that match, so maybe we uh, we got to hold our. We you know, should, he uh, is in the Money in the Bank poster though, so maybe maybe it's foreshadowing. Maybe it is foreshadowing. Then we got Becky Lynch cutting the promo, not really calling out anybody in specific, kind of hit talking a little bit about Shayna Baszler, but just kind of saying, you know, whoever is that money in the bank, you know, come at me, bro. I'm the man. I'll beat you up, and I'm going to walk out champ regardless. It's a typical Becky promo. I'm not... Yeah. Speaking of Shayna Baszler, she faces... Sarah Logan, who has now been released from her contract, and what a way for her to go out, because Shayna Baszler breaks her arm, kayfabe-wise, and then the ring announcer, who is not Howard Finkel, completely botches the announcement, saying that Sarah Logan wins. What? Excuse me? I didn't hear that. I did not hear that part. Shayna Baszler, well, did you watch on YouTube, and did they, like... They must have fixed it, then. They probably did fix it. But anyways, uh, so yeah, I mean, Shayna, Shayna Baszler does the gimmick where she steps on steps on the arm yeah, and, and breaks it, yeah. and the announcer is like, your winner is Sarah Logan, and I'm like, why? How the fuck would she have won? Did he correct it, or? No, he didn't say anything. The announcers had to correct it. They kind of, okay. like, hemmed and hawed, and then at the end, like, when they came back from a commercial, they explained, like, no, Shayna Baszler's the winner. Well, I think uh, Sarah Logan should sue, and she should have a Drake Maverick run where she uh, is in the Money in the Bank ladder match, even though she's not a part of the company. That I, I would actually find that very hysterical. That technically my character won that match according to your announcer, but you know, credibility lies. She's garbage. So you were just putting over Sarah Logan. You loved her and thought that she was very underrated. I did, okay, okay, did not love her. I thought she was a decent wrestler, but compared to Shayna Baszler, no. All right. Uh, so, as I said earlier, this was the show of Zelina Vega and her three pretty boys. Uh, the first one, we got Austin Theory taking on Akira Tozawa, and that's where we got the ramen noodle moonsault, which it wasn't even a moonsault. It was like a, whatever, a senton or whatever. A swanton bomb. What? So, Don't say that word. Sorry. But uh, cart- Give me confusion. a cartwheel senton, is that better? That's fine. Sure, why not? Uh, so, I mean, Austin Theory wins, beats Tozawa. We're going to talk about Tozawa at NXT, which I think we'll talk about. We'll talk about it later. Why not? Uh, so then we got Lashley defeating No Way Jose, another person who was unser- unceremoniously released. And Lashley wins, beefing with Lana. I assume Lashley is the heel in the situation. So now, after Lana was the super mega heel at the end of last year. Is she turning babyface now? Like, what the fuck's going on with this? Let's be real here. Bobby Lashley gonna get caught because you know they're married, Bobby and Lana. For uh, a shoot, you know, Bobby's gonna get caught cheating on Lana with you know Mickey James or something like that, and you know, that's gonna have Lana's babyface fully 
turn, and then you have Lana versus Mickey James, and Mickey James is going to beat the shit out of her, and then Lana's going to get released. And then sexy Lana's going... She's the new smoke show now. Yes. Where's the feet? It's show me the toes, Dominic. Get the gimmick right. Get <laughs> the bit right. Sorry, sorry. Show me the toes. If, if you don't know, I don't know if we ever told the story on the podcast. I was at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 31, shout out. And Lana, if you haven't seen the match, Lana like takes her shoes off and uses them as a weapon against John Cena and these two weird middle-aged guys, I think they were like a couple rows behind me, were yelling, show us the toes, because they were staring at that big screen, waiting for them to pan down just a little bit so they can get their freak on. And then when we go to Double or Nothing last year, and I take the photo for you with Scarlett, you said, where are the toes? Show me the toes. There we go. After I said the bit like three times, you finally got it. Well, I mean, I don't know if you actually said, show me the toes, or you said, where are the toes? I'm pretty sure if I said that, it would have been, show me the toes. I thought you were talking about the other toes. Not not a foot guy. I mean, I can appreciate a good-looking foot, but it's not really my thing. I thought you were talking about her other toe she had. She was wearing a skirt. A dress. Couldn't see any toe. I wish, though. I think the day before, she was wearing, like, all white. Bomb.com. Can we agree? She would look better in the, Wait, hang in the all white. All the way. Door shut all the way? Yeah. She was smoking. Get it? Smoke show. Smoking. Yes, which we could have technically gotten a picture with her that day, but we were too scared and too big of bitches. That's because... We didn't understand how StarCast worked. And, you know, being, being, being not just, you know... I, I like to think she's famous. I mean, I think wrestlers are famous, but being hot and famous and having to, like, you know, did, I don't, you know, hang on, I gotta, did I put my arm around her, or did I just, like, awkwardly just stand next did to her? You the, did you do the phantom arm, where you're, like, just hovering around her hip? Or did I try to grab some ass? I don't know, I'm gonna look it up, I can't you remember. You know, be, being a man, meeting a female wrestler, it's always kind of that fine line. You know, you, you know I want to be friendly, but I'm not trying to be a, a section. Damn, you're fat in this photo. <laughs> oh, thanks. So that means I'm skinny now. Yep. Thanks, Dominic. I appreciate the backhanded compliment. And I don't, I don't have the photo on it. So you must have the photo on your phone, or is it on? Maybe it's on the studio audience's phone. I'm not too sure. I can't remember. Let's see if I can find something. Cause... Pretty sure I don't have your photo on. My so phone. I have the picture of you and the Yum Bucks, you and the Yum, you and the the Click, uh, you and Sting. Oh, you know, I just gotta keep scrolling up, maybe. That's... Because I think that might be the photo that she took. So. Oh, okay. Hang there on, hang on, hang go. on. I got Quiche, Hurricane. Oh, God, I don't want to relive that day ever again. Uh, let's see. Malenko, Medusa, Steamboat, King J. I I wouldn't say I was Sting. fat in this photo. I would just say I was thick. Okay, I think the Studio Ons has that picture, actually. I don't know if you have it or not. I think the Studio Ons has it on her phone. I, didn't think, I, I think she didn't want me to have it, you know, for... Fapping purposes. <laughs> Fapping purposes. <laughs> Anyways, we got Nia Jax taking on Kyrie Sane in the Money in the Bank qualifying match. Nia Jax wins pretty decisively, and I know Nia Jax is the more pushed wrestler out of the two. Kyrie hasn't really done anything on the main roster, but it's like, did she really have to beat her that quickly? And I know it's a heel heel matchup, so it's a little awkward, especially because Sane is so undersized, but. Disappointing that they're treating Kyrie like this. But would you have been more disappointed if they actually made it 50-50? No. I think it should have been more 50-50. I mean, I don't know what they're doing. If I think if they are going to kind of split up the Kabuki Warriors, whether it be with a turn or amicably, amicably, I think Kyrie definitely has much better upside as a babyface. I mean, she's, you know, undersized and... 
I think she's such a great seller and a great wrestler. But so you turn Oscar into the full fledged villain here and just play yeah. off of that. I, mean, I think Oscar could be like Io, where she's just the badass and you know she can go either way. She can play. She's versatile. She can be a heel in some circumstances and a babyface in others. Hmm. Okay. Nothing on uh, nothing on the match itself. No, I mean, I kind of disagree with you. I think it was perfectly done, perfectly fine. I mean, you think Nia Jax is a great wrestler and deserves to? I'm not gonna say she's a get great wrestler. Push. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, being that she's so big and Kyrie. But so Kyrie small. was just a tag team champion. It's not like she's a okay. Wrestler. And this is a singles match. So and Nia's been a women's champion. And Kyrie's only been an NXT Women's Champion, so let's you know put some respect on Nia. All right. Just because you want her in an iconic sandwich, don't gotta get all your titties in a bunch, Dominic. I'll get her titties in a bunch. Shout out Nia Jax, really good TikTok. Great TikTok. If you smell what I'm cooking. Next up, we got the main event: Drew McIntyre and on. Jurade, champion versus champion, no titles on the line, though. Uh, Drew came out at the start of the show, cut a promo. Zelina comes out, they go back and forth. They cut some. They, uh, Zelina cuts a promo backstage. I mean, I thought good work all the way around. Anything on the promos leading up to this match before? No, I, I think it was, I'm not going to say excellent, but I think it was executed fairly, fairly well. I like, I like the way Zelina kind of changes her... I'm not going to say tone, or, but like maybe like her attitude, maybe, you know? Then we get into the match itself. McIntyre wins pretty quickly. I think it was like maybe six or seven minutes. Uh, McIntyre wins clean as a sheet. Not the uh, sheet that Dominic's sleeping on because it has beer all over it, but don't tell the studio audience that. Uh, McIntyre wins. Uh, do you have any problems with Andrade kind of losing this quickly? But they are building McIntyre pretty strong right now. I mean... Not well, they're building McIntyre, but you know he is coming off a of suspension, so maybe they are kind of digging him down a little bit. Then throughout the show, we had Seth Rollins cutting sulky emo promos because of his loss, and he comes out, gives McIntyre a curb stomp. So it looks as though next uh, in the coming weeks and on Money in the Bank, we're getting a Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. I'm okay with that. Are you? I'm fine with that. I mean, it should be a really good match. I think I, Seth... Have they, they haven't teamed or faced off because I think... Have they? I don't know. Like when the rules were reversed when Seth was babyface? Do, uh, do the tag matches count? Remember it was like... It was like uh, Braun, Drew, and Dolph. Do those count? Eh. I was more looking at singles, but... Eh. I mean, I think it should be a really good match. I think Seth is and uh, Drew will be motivated. I think they're going to have much more creative freedom wrestling each other than wrestling against Brock Lesnar, so uh, it should be a really good match. It is going to be empty arena, so that should be a little bit awkward, but I think they'll pull something I think out of their be hat. Fine. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Moving on to AEW Dynamite, we had Lance Archer taking on Cole Cabana. I thought good promos by everyone involved. Jake the Snake cuts a promo. Cole Cabana has a vignette video package beforehand. Archer wins. Good match. 10, 12 minutes, I think. Uh, Cabana gets some offense in. You know, the the top, the biggest name Archer's faced thus far. So, I thought it was a, a good way for Archer to kind of take that next step in uh, competition. I mean, I, you know, I do appreciate how they gave Cabana, uh, Cabana some some offense in it, but I would say to kind of establish how dom- dominant Archer is. It, 
my opinion, should have been a little quicker of a match. Just a little bit. Maybe not as much offense, but I think it's still fine. Then we got Britt Baker taking on... I should have wrote these full names out because I weren't paying attention to what their name is. But Britt Baker, in a squash match, she had a promo at a dentist office. I think Britt Baker is just clicking on all cylinders at this point as a heel. I thought the promo itself was really good. I think her just being so condescending and you know being the mean girl that she is, I think she's doing a great job in AEW. Um... I kind of... The audience and Dominic are getting to a tussle right now. We're not getting to a tussle. I just asked her if she had the photo because I wanted to see it. You had to bring it up right now on the podcast. You couldn't wait till after the show. I mean, I probably could have. I just wanted to see it, you know. Dominic, you could have got your fap session after. Not I, I'm not, not going to fap to it. I just want to see if there's toes in it. That doesn't sound suspicious at all. <laughs> I Dominic, just, you didn't answer the question. Are you a toe guy? Are you a foot guy? I'm not a foot guy. Do you appreciate a good foot? I like these right there, where my hands are. He's grabbing tits and ass. Yep. For those who aren't on the video feed. Yes. Which there is none. But um, I, I like what... I'm not going to say I enjoy it, but I do like kind of what Britt's doing right now. The whole heel, especially from the dentist office, is pretty pretty cool. We get the bubbly bunch. We get everybody in the inner circle. I hated this. Tell me, Dominic, why'd you hate this? I don't get me wrong. It's entertaining, but like, kind of just want to see them kick some ass. This one? I'll be honest. I mean, I kind of. Oh, did look! The... There's the toes, Brandon. There's no fucking toes. Close shoes. Oh. You get uh. Here, Brandon. There you go. Get him. Oh. <laughs> What do, I don't even know. Look at those knees. What are the top of the your foot your foot called? Your foot? The top of your <laughs> the top of your foot. What? Your foot? No, you have the sole. Is at the bottom. And then your foot. Your foot is the top part. Yeah. Uh, are you sure? When you break your foot, you break the top of your foot. Okay. Yeah, I'll look it up after the podcast. Yeah. It's not that important. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I, I thought it was a little stupid. I think it went on a little bit too long. I think also the camera quality also kind of hurt it for me as well. I understand they don't have, uh, you know, HD cameras just lying around they can use, but, I mean, overall, it was all right. I don't think I hated it as much as you did, but I, I do see why people didn't like it. Speaking of the bubbly bunch, we got Sammy Guevara defeating Pineapple Pete in a squash match. Chris Jericho was still on commentary, putting over Sammy Strong, and I thought this was a good match. Sammy, you know, takes a lot of losses recently, and now he's uh, getting a little bit of his momentum back. Sammy, you think, could ever become a champion? I think he could become a, uh, I don't want to say just handcuff him to the TNT title, but I think right now, I think because he's taking a lot of losses, he's kind of been valued at that position. I can, for right now, I can't see him main eventing anything at this point, but uh, maybe he he turns babyface, you know, in two years, three years later on down the line, maybe we can see him as kind of a, uh, a nice young underdog babyface. Hmm. I'd like to see that. Then we got Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford. Very underrated, by the way. Uh, taking on Chucky T with ya boy Orange Cassidy. Kip Sabian gets the win. For a second, I almost forgot who Kip Sabian was. Kip Sabian and uh, Sammy Guevara, not like, you know, identical, but I think they have very similar gimmicks. 
well, the, I, when I was reading the script, and then when he brought it up, I'm like, Kip Sabian, Kip Sabian, Kip Sabian. Fuck, who is he? And I was but like, you remember oh. Penelope Ford? Yes. Of course you do. And for a second... It's her fiancé. Well, when, when I saw Sabian, I'm like, oh, Chris Sabian. No. And then, it, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was just a match for the sake of having a match. I mean, it was, it was okay. fine. It was fine. Uh, then in the main event, we have John Moxley taking on Jake Hager. Throughout the show, they had a lot of videos of celebrities in the wrestling industry and in the MMA community uh, hyping up and giving their predictions. Obviously, uh, for some reason, all the MMA guys went with Hager and a majority of the wrestling guys went with Moxley. Uh, in the end, Moxley won. I mean, the match was okay. I think it was way too long. You could have shaved off 10, 12 minutes. I think Hager was noticeably gassed during the match. But, uh, I mean, I think it was better than the last man standing match, but not as good as the Gargano-Champa match. Do you think Hager will dethrone Moxley, or do you think Moxley will be dethroned by somebody bigger? I think this was just kind of a one-off kind of a little speed bump onto whatever Moxley's next challenger will be kind of looking up and down the card. I mean, I don't exactly know where you would go. I mean, you still have Chris Jericho kind of lingering out there. I think Brody Lee has been not defined down, but he hasn't really been built up either, so I think you can go in that direction. And on top of it, you have all the other releases that happen, so I mean... Still a 90-day non-compete, Somebody so they, they can't wrestle at double yeah, nothing. exactly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe they go back to this match at double or nothing just because there's not a crowd and they don't have to really rely on having a super hot, flippy-flop match to get the crowd involved. But, I mean, I don't think Moxley's losing as the Hager. Anytime soon. Okay. Then, moving on to NXT, we got Finn Finn defeating Fabian Eichner, uh, continuing with the feud with Imperium. I mean, it was, a, it was a good match, kind of a long match, and it was one that we knew that Finn Finn was going to get the win-win. See what did that? I did. I did see that. And, you know, studio audience just went whoop-whoop, too. So, you know... Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry dog. Threw the mask at his face by accident. Um, Threw the mask at the mascot. Oh. What was I talking about? Oh, Finn Balor. Um, I... Wait, how how do they have... Wait, were these taped a while? Are these taped, or are these This live? was live on Wednesday. I thought there was a... Travel ban. Maybe. Here's a crazy idea. Finn Balor lives... I'm talking about Finn. ...in the United States. I'm talking about the other dude. Fabian Eichner? Yeah. Maybe he has a work visa, and he lives here. Or is staying with somebody who lives here. Because hmm. he can't really go anywhere. Hmm. So obviously he didn't fly in. Hmm. I don't like this. I think WWE needs to close the doors. Close Al- the doors. Alexander Wolf and... Uh, Walter would know what to be seen, the two UK guys. Close the borders. We're not going to get political on this okay, podcast. Fine, cool. uh, we got Zia Lee defeating Aaliyah. It was a match. Nobody got hurt. That's all we can ask for. Is that sad that we have to say that about a women's NXT match? Or is it just because what's going on? It's not sad because it's these two women who are like on the lowest of totem poles when it comes to women's NXT matches. But, I mean, both these women... Okay have been there for such a long time. I mean, I was watching a match from, like, I don't know, 2016, and it was, like, Aaliyah, 
Liv Morgan, the Iconics, and it's like all these women who are up in, in WWE now. And, and yeah, there's Aaliyah. She's, she's still there. Still there. Hasn't gotten any better. Eh. That, why, do, why do they not cut her and, and you know... They... Apparently, I heard a rumor that apparently my girl Tynara Conti might have gotten released as well. Sad, sad day. I think uh, I need a moment to... Have a sad fap. Yes. In honor of her. But I'm going to look it up just to make sure. Okay. Then we got Akira Tazawa taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott in the Cruiserweight Interim Tournament. And Akira Tazawa, the man who was just squashed, well not squashed, but beaten pretty decisively and been a jobber in squash matches in recent weeks on Raw wins. And, I mean, it was a good match, but I just think, like, Swerve could be so much more in this company. And I think... What, Dominic? Oh, God. She was cut. <sighs> I mean, there was rumors a few months ago that she was cut, but then she, she was still with the company. And now, Sorry. it's official. That ass gone, bruh. I mean, gone, but definitely not forgotten. Especially since I follow her on the Instagram and the TikTok. So, I will keep you updated with Tainara Conti news, if there is any. She says she's single, though. No, she's not. She has a husband. It says right here she's single. Where does it say that? Uh, is currently single, according to RE Records. Brazilian wrestler was born in Brazil. June 9th, who joined in October 2016 without any experience in the field. 60,000 followers on her Instagram. What website are you looking this on? On Google. Well, maybe we should go on her Instagram and see where she's doing, like, TikToks and stuff with a, uh, a man. They do the koala challenge. Just saying. Just saying. That's what Google said. So, you know. Okay. Your thoughts on Tazawa winning and beating Scott, even though Tazawa has been a jobber on Raw recently? I mean... I I, I, I probably would have went with Tazawa just because, you know, he's a little higher up. But... He's held the title before. You you, you kind of got to give it. You got to give the edge to the. But Scott's champion. the new up and coming superstar. Do you think people are going to go with what's up and coming, or do they're going to go with something that they've known and you know trust? I think some you'd rather go with the person that could go up than somebody who's going down. Huh? What? A, I gotta stop looking at this. Or I'm Dominic, gonna... are you on Tyner Conti's Instagram? No, I'm looking up uh, other NXT releases. Well, if you got any breaking news, hit us with it, Dominic. Well, you know, do you remember a couple guys named uh, Tino Sabatelli? Sabatelli and Roddick Riddick 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 Moss. I'm joking. Riddick Moss, former 24/7 champion. Uh, there's rumors that they're going to get released. Uh, let's see. Dominic, we're not here for rumors. We're here for reported releases. Cesar Ben... ben, ben. Dominic, just, just shut the fuck up because you can't pronounce anybody's name. <laughs> we're almost done. Alexander Jossick. We got your girl Tegan Knox in a match, Dominic. Come on, come what? back. What? Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. And Shotzi. What? Shotzi got involved to help out Tegan because uh, your other girl, Dakota Kai, got what? involved... And Knox beats Raquel Gonzalez, so obviously she's not super-duper protected. And it looks as though we're going to get Knox and Shotzi, the team you never knew you were going to get. But here they are, Dominic. How excited are you for this? God damn. Brandon, 
I I honestly think this tag team can be a tag team champions. They can beat the Street Profits. That's so good they are. I, I actually believe that, honest to God. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited, but the match was all right. They continue on with the Dexter Loomis push, gets a squash match. What do you see exactly him landing? What do you think? Who, who, I don't who, see who's much like a, coming from him, honestly. Who, I mean, me either. I mean, he's kind of been start and start. He kind of gives me the vibe that Elias gave me in NXT, where it's kind of like, eh, okay. But at least he's a serious wrestler. Exactly, but that, that's the only thing. But because he's serious, I don't think we... If if he does get caught up, I don't think it's going to be a long run for him. I mean, I don't exactly know what his plan is or what they see in him. I can see maybe having a one-off with Finn if this whole thing goes on for a long time. You can have them being like a little mini-feud and Finn can just win until he faces Walter, but... Uh... I don't know. I'm with you. I don't really see a whole lot in him. Uh, then we got the main event, NXT Tag Team Titles on the line. Matt Riddle and a mystery tag team partner who ended up being the debuting Timothy Thatcher. So yes, Thatcher coming in as a champion on his debut, and they defeat the Undisputed Era. Uh, really good match, Riddle and Thatcher. I think they have a little bit of history dating back to the indie scene. So that is fun, but uh, who knows how long this is going to last. Would you say Thatcher Parr, friend of the podcast? I mean, I have seen him at the gym a few times. And he never bugged him, which he probably respected and liked. So, I mean... I was probably the only person at that gym who even knew who he was. Exactly. So, we'll take him credit. Except for the people at the front desk who see his name. And they said, uh, okay. You're whatever his real name is, if it's not Timothy Thatcher. I'm pretty sure it's Timothy Thatcher. Because who would have a stupid name? Who would make up a stupid name like that, according to Jerry Lawler? I was going to say, I didn't say that. Fuck. I'm not going to bury you all the time. You know, I, I, I never seen one of his matches, so watching this, I'm not going to say I'm a fan, but I'm going to say it's something I, I, I will continue to follow. He's one of those guys that I'm really high on, but he, I just didn't really think he, he was going to fit in WWE and like be really anything. I thought he would be kind of the Chris Hero role where he's kind of in there being a veteran, good hand, you know, teach the kids, but not really be anything on screen. But, I mean, this is a pretty pretty big spot for him to I debut mean, at. debut main event of NXT. And NXT yeah. has been winning in the initial ratings against AEW. Both, I mean, both of them are kind of... I mean, tip, you know, they won this week because of him, let's be honest here. Exactly. So... That'll do it for us for today. As I told you, Dominic, I said that this was going to be a short podcast, and of course we go an hour and ten minutes. And on top of the two-hour delay, so... Yeah, I mean, we were supposed to... The, the McDonald's at Hesperian was so long, we had to go somewhere else. We had to go to Greenhouse McDonald's, and then we had to eat it. Then we came in here, he spilled the beer. Then we tried to jerry-rig everything, didn't work. Then we had to go to Target, wait in line for five minutes, we had to go wait Checkout line for five minutes. Then I overspent 30 bucks on a gaming headset. And then we came in here and did the podcast for an hour and ten minutes. You know, let's just hope that the the balancing of the AS and, and the editing and all that kind of stuff just goes smoothly. And I can fall asleep As right smooth now. as Dominic's chin, because we have not talked about this on the podcast, but if you've ever seen Dominic, he, has a, he used uh, to have a big old bushy, luscious beard, but now it is all gone. He didn't completely shave it. But it is definitely trimmed down considerably. If it's you want, less than yours. I will send you, slide in the DM, ask me for some photos, I will send them to you. Yep. I'll even let that happen. I'll send you the photos. You Still ask. waiting on those dick pics, 
Dominic that you promised our friends over at Trapdoor to help. Well, they can take them themselves. I'm going to regret saying that, huh? Alrighty then. Yes, because Travis will like skip to the end and listen to any of our bullshit. So now he's gonna like text you at like on Sunday and be like, We're, like "Let's set up the photo shoot." <laughs> uh, that'd be funny. Until it happens. Until it happens. Apparently, then. Dominic is off Wednesdays and Thursdays now. So if you want, hey, hey, you don't want to tell him that. Come on, you know, you know, set aside a couple, you know, a couple hours for transportation. Maybe you get a Zoom podcast and you just. I just showed him. By the way, we have to give this update. You've already given me this update, Dominic. How was your video conference call with your doctor about your ripped asshole? I uh, canceled. And on that note, that's been Dominic Hobson. My name is Brandon Tengu, and that's been the sleeping mascot who, after almost killing me and making me spill beer everywhere, the studio audience with a couple run-ins, hopefully her mask situation. If you want, maybe slide into the DMs and the studio audience will sell you a mask for definitely a reasonable price. All right, everybody, thank you all for tuning in. Goodbye and good night. Uh, uh, bye-bye.